it's been a while um roughly a month since i posted uh a podcast i had some um gear issues i guess you could say i had to get a new computer and some other things and then there was a little bit where i just really wasn't interested in doing a podcast uh maybe effects of the 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 quarantine and and not wanting to do anything and and uh you know be kind of being locked in your house and isolated from everybody i'm sure it's wearing on everyone um uh but yeah so this is uh my interview with david burroughs um who hosts a show called the show um and you can check that out every Monday at 3.30. Uh, I've known Dave for a few years. Um, anytime I've played in a band or, or well, really that's it, I guess. Anytime I've played in a band, he's been uh, really cool with having us or me on to talk about the band. And then recently over the last year or so, um, discussing the, the Indie Night events. So... Dave's Dave's great in promoting really anything positive that happens in Sarnia. Uh, I would suggest you all, if you have something going on, reach out to him um, and he will gladly promote it and have you on to talk about it. Um, yeah, so this is like my interviewing the interviewer, I guess. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. I know... Uh, kind of sucks these times you can't get together with friends and family and now that the nicer weather is upon us you know we're still kind of stuck inside or in the vicinity of your own area um yeah i don't know uh have a listen and uh there will be more posts coming soon uh hello welcome to the next episode of the Sarnia Indie Nights podcast. On this one, I have Dave Burrows from the show, uh, the most famous man in Sarnia. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends who you ask. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks for joining me, Dave. I, I appreciate you reaching out and uh, having me here today. It's great to see you doing this. Uh, yeah, no problem. I, I wanted to reach out to you because uh, I find that you're a big supporter of everything Sarnia, really. Um, but I've known well, every, you for... Everything positive. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was I think that was implied maybe. <laughs> but uh, uh, I've known you for the, few, for the last few years just because... Just from music, really. But you were... You're, you're kind of really involved in the scene i think because you're always uh promoting what bands are doing or some event or involved with some sort of festival that's going on in town yeah well like i say you know usually anything uh positive uh or uh yeah music wise you know i think um at festivals and you know i've been involved with uh, blue water uh, border fest uh, since uh they started and um I just think we have so much great talent here, entertainment-wise. Not just musicians, but uh, just entertainment in general. I definitely agree with that. Uh, for those that don't know, though, Dave did run an event, uh, where are we going back, like maybe six years ago, the, the Sarnia Indie Fest. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that was, uh, I want to say, 
Hmm, I don't want to say. <laughs> yeah, it was so, probably about six years ago, I think. And, um, you know, life was changing for me at the time and, and uh, sort of the beginning stages still of the show. And I wanted to uh, focus on local entertainment musicians specifically that um, weren't necessarily getting the opportunity to perform because, you know, bars, they they want cover bands because that's what people know and that's what people dance to. And um you know we did that for four years actually mm-hmm. um and then you know um interests changed and life changed again so it just kind of uh went by the wayside yeah and uh dave and i actually spoke prior i want to say probably about a year before i even started doing the indie nights i actually talked to dave like i remember we went out for coffee and we spoke about it and I got a lot of good information from Dave and he gave me some really good advice. One of those pieces of information being theater 42. Um, which, yeah. Cause that used to be the union station people. Uh, there's, I think there's still a lot of people that don't, um, that don't really know that theater 42 is there and what they do. So, yeah, well they, uh, I, geez, I, I go back to my karaoke days deep when I in DJing days. 29 years ago um, <laughs> when uh, uh, it was, it was called the, un- like it was the union hall. It was a nine fourteen hall. Oh, okay. And that's, I think when, they, you know, and then union station the years later and oh, um, okay, you know, they did a good job at uh, putting bands in there as well. And um, you know, the, the, the bar scene and the music scene and then putting them together, it's a tough gig, man. People, I think, you know, um, yeah, I, I give you a lot of kudos credit for for putting on the Sarnia Indie Nights, you know, and um, I was glad I was able to, uh, you know, give you some advice from my experience because uh, I don't think people realize the work, the sweat equity involved, and then depending on how far you take it, the cost involved too. Right? Definitely, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I've been fortunate enough to partner up with uh, with John and the partners there, and they're they're all really good people. So yeah, but uh, definitely that 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 piece of advice came to you. I definitely owe credit to you uh, for that because I mean, I don't know that it would work at a different venue now that I've been doing it this long. Yeah, it's you know? it's, it's, it's well, it's a good location. You know, first of all, there's lots of parking. Yep, um, and it's kind of uh, central or mid midtown central, I guess you could say. Um, and it's not too big and it's not too small. I think yeah. um, one of the failure sides of when I put on Indie Fest was that the venue I had it at was honestly too big. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, so, you know, like we would have a couple hundred people in there, but it would look empty. <laughs> right, right. So then, you know, perception being reality, um, I think people looked around and just kind of went, yeah, okay, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, um, wasn't lack of talent. That's for sure. Because no. we had, um, uh, I remember the first band we had was called Blurred Vision, and uh, they're based out of Toronto, and they're now known worldwide. We had them play here at Cheeky Monkey. Uh, the uh, one of the f- uh, producers of Rush was their producer and engineer, and he was here in Sarnia. Bought a Rush album that he didn't have from Cheeky Monkey. So those were the kinds of talents wow. that we were able to bring together. So it wasn't lack of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're selling out to the the, uh, the Indie Nights, and that's uh, fantastic. It's it's definitely work. Uh, I mean, a big part of it is uh, promotion on behalf of the bands. But, you know, For it's sure. one of those things where if you want, you know, you, you, you show up and play, plug in and play and, you know, other people take care of the rest. What promoting's easy these days, I find. Really, you know, sharing a post, right? 
So yeah, um, well, I mean, I, I I've always been one to think that uh, um, the the bands have to step up for sure. You know, mm-hmm. like it's got to be a collaboration where it's not just that you're hiring the bands and them going, yeah, you pay me to play and that's it. If you're right. Aerosmith, you can say that. Right, right. But until you're Aerosmith, you can't do that. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. Um, but uh, so I wanted to ask you about your show, the show, because, I mean, you you now – I mean, I've been on there a couple of times. Um, so how did how did the show come about? What was your – what was the idea behind it? Obviously, to feature local – uh, talent and, and the goings on, yeah. but you know, how did you go from the beginning to kind of where you are now? Well, it actually, like, like I say, I was karaoke guy and, uh, DJ for 30 years, 29 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, life, ch- and then, you know, just like it, it often does for all of us, life changed. And then I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And, uh, I started recognizing this YouTube thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but see, back then, like, because we're, I'm coming into, it'll be eight years in November that I've had the show. Okay. So, so if you backtrack eight years, um, you really didn't know a lot about YouTube. You were still trying to, we were all figuring it out, right? But, mm-hmm. but um, and I was looking around of, of, you know, using my skills as, you know, my voice and my, my skill to talk and MC and host and all that stuff. Uh, what could I do? Um, and then I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do something I love, cause I always, I've always been like that. Just do what you love and mm-hmm. don't, and honestly, don't worry about the money. Be concerned right. about the money, but don't make that your number one priority. Do what you love first. Yeah. Um, so I was figuring it out and I was like, you know, I've always wanted to have a talk show, so I'm going to have a talk show. And, right. and I was trying to decide between audio or video. Yep. And, uh, video was at that time it was still fresh and new on social media. It was people were figuring it out. And I learned a long time ago that if you can, you know, position yourself ahead of a trend before it becomes one, Mm -hmm. uh, that's a good place to be. So I went with video. There are many times I thought I wish I'd have gone audio Mm -hmm. because the editing is much simpler. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Actually, uh, prior to this, like this podcast, I wanted to, to do kind of more of like a video interview with bands. So I, I, I did try the test of like, you know, syncing the audio and the video and you are right. There is a lot of work in it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, but I'm glad I went that way because, uh, just for a lot of reasons, it was, it was new, it was fresh. Nobody else is really doing it around here at all. Yep. And, um, and I wanted the challenge. I didn't know anything about video editing. Yep. Um, so I figured it out. I mean, I had some friends involved in with guidance and, uh, at that time it was recorded, right? You know, I would yep. record the interviews, edit it all together, polish it up real nice, built a studio at home and away we went. Um, and I had crappy, crappy equipment. Like I had an old laptop for a 20 minute show. It would take me three hours to render the video on my laptop. Wow. So I had to time things, right? Cause it was the only computer I had and I, I needed to do other stuff. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to start rendering at two in the morning so that it's done by the time I wake up tomorrow. Wow. And hopefully everything goes right. And it didn't always go right. It yeah. was frustrating. But anyway. Um, I, I, funny story that I always tell if I can about, uh, what happened, uh, with equipment wise. So one day well, I decided to do this and my girlfriend, now my wife, uh, at the time, 
she works in the dental field and she was out working and I was home. I was unemployed at the time when I started, I was kind of in between things. And uh, mm-hmm. um, I went out and bought a Sony Handycam yep. for $800 <laughs> on my credit card yep. that had $801 left on it. Wow. <laughs> Something like that, right? Yeah. And a tripod. And then I went home and I set it up uh, in the bedroom. I had gone to the dollar store and bought some lime green uh, Bristol board and, and tacked it to the wall in our bedroom. And I got some, you know, lamps or like probably like living room lights or whatever. I think I had some tall standing lights, one of those things for lighting. No external microphone, nothing. And and I started that way. And the day I did that and had it all set up in the bedroom, uh, my wife come home and uh, <laughs> she come come down the hallway and the bathroom is at the very end of the hallway. I'll never forget this. <laughs> you already know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. and she goes in there. I kind of go to the bathroom. She goes in there uh, and then she'd come out and she would go always right into the bedroom to change, get out of her work clothes. Right. Yeah. And I was in the living room just sitting on the couch waiting <clears throat> And she come out with this look on her face and she said, why is there a video camera in the bedroom? And I, I kept my straight face as much as I could. And I said, well, honey, I said, I'm going to start a show. I got to make some money somehow. Yeah. And she said, what? This is the polite version, but she said, what? Fill in the blank. Yeah. Are you talking about. Yeah. And uh, then I started to explain to her. So, but that's, and that's how the show was born. <laughs> <laughs> so you, um, the, the times, well, I've been on it since you, you moved into the live stream, but um, you were originally just, you were going to people's houses or, or wherever yeah. and, and doing um, interviews there. What, why, why did you make the transition from uh, mobile to, to, you know, in studio? Well, I'll tell you, originally, and, and the show cha- has changed its look over time. In the beginning, it, has, yeah. it, it was, uh, there was an entertainment segment or a music segment, oh, okay. a music scene, and then there was a community segment. Yep. And I've got a lot of contacts with musicians all over the planet, like like in weird places too, like Argentina and uh, all across Canada, Australia, so every corner of the planet. So I was bringing them in, and I actually used Skype at that time. And again, Skype was a lot different, and it didn't have a recording feature on it. So I had to be creative and figure out a way to screen record and then bring the audio. Yeah, it was complicated. Mm-hmm. And, and then as it prog- – so I was interviewing bands from all over. And then as it progressed, I just wanted to focus more on Sarnia Lampton because I, I started to really real- – and I always knew it, but I realized more and more – what was around here mm-hmm. so then um it, to, to bring it into to what it is now so but to, to answer more of your question um i went live just because um i find live is more honest okay and 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 you know like i can come in and, and record our interview and then i can polish it up and make it, not that anybody's lying about anything or whatever i just think that uh, and, and the other side of that, too, is that going live with the system that I use now, um, I can engage with the audience. They can share their comments. They can right. ask questions with the people I'm interviewing live, and the people can respond. I can put the comments up on the screen. And it, it really creates um, a community. It, it, uh, you know, I've, I've built the show with David Burroughs community where people 
are looking forward to every Monday at 3.30. Even if they don't watch it live, they know they can go back. And, but every Monday, that show is going to be out. And I'm, I'm pretty proud of the fact, including the recorded ones, uh, just at the time of this recording, uh, 441 consecutive episodes never missed a week. Wow. And I've come close. Yeah. To, maybe they weren't on time, but never missed the day. So right. um, I, I'm proud of that fact that there's a community been built around the show. Mm-hmm. And um, going live, well, first of all, I mean, it's the number one thing that gets recognized in a Facebook feed. Right. Um, so that was another reason, too. But uh, and I and, and, and understand, you know, that my my show is a Facebook show. I go live on YouTube and I go live on Twitter, but the community has been built on Facebook. So I think the most part was just the engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, uh, I going live, it'll be like almost three years with it now. And mm-hmm. just before all this virus thing happened, mm-hmm. I was talking with my wife, Jennifer, and I said, you know, I used to go out in person and interview the people. Mm-hmm to bring it home and edit it all together. I think I'm going to start doing that again because I was kind of feeling like I wasn't as connected because of, you know, and you know the experience. I send you an invite link. We come online and we have a little conversation. And then once I'm done with you, I go on to the next person and you're right, gone. Right. There, was no, there was no after conversation like that. Ooh. I call it the, the before interview and the after interview. Yep. And a time to build relationships. And so I started going back out and doing that again and recording the interviews and then I could play them live. And uh, I was really enjoying that. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden the virus showed up. So I'm <laughs> back to my old ways again. Right. But in saying that, I guess, I mean, it's kind of a good thing. Well, I shouldn't say it's a good thing. It's It hasn't affected um, what you do no. right now. Because obviously, like, you were, you know, you were, you were already doing the live streaming thing. So um, how did... Was was the live streaming a big learning curve for you to get um, into that? Because you're, I, I mean, I don't know a lot about it, but I mean, I would say if I looked at, if I needed information, I would go to Dave Burrows. You know. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Well, uh, sure, it was. Uh, I've been live streaming f- for ten years. Uh, <clears throat> okay, I started my show eight years ago, but uh, there's this thing called UStream back in the day, and right. And I, so I got started in some other platforms that aren't even around anymore, mm-hmm. like Fire Talk and, uh, you know, Justin TV became Twitch. And um, it wasn't up till about five years ago, uh, maybe even, wow, you could be thinking, yeah, probably even <laughs> about six. No, because that was, yeah, I guess almost as long as the show, eight years, where I got into outside of the show, live streaming events. Right, right. right. And so my other business now is growing into, like I used to live stream City Hall. Yep. Uh, and I just did that on my own time kind of thing. But uh, And live streaming, uh, you know, corporate events and conferences to uh, some stuff at, you know, Blue Water Border Fest, uh, Rib Fest, uh, the Tall Ships and Tourism Serenia Lampton hired me to be a part of that. And mm-hmm. so just live streaming that in general with not even me being in front of the camera, uh, the lacrosse pacers. Okay, yeah. Uh, do that. Uh, lawn tractor racing. Yes, that's a thing out in Petrolia. <laughs> so I know, right? Go ahead and laugh because I do. Oh, right? I know it is. It that's is. A uh, thing? Yeah. Um, people put a lot of money into it. <laughs> no kidding, right? Yeah. 
they put me on one one day. We were live streaming a race, and they put myself and my son on each one to race against each other. And then when we were done, I said to the guys, I said, okay, I know what you're doing. They're like, what? And I'm like, okay, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, here, try this once. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're hooked. But anyway, uh, yeah, so that kind of stuff. But sure, there's challenges along the way. I mean, I, I, I really enjoy the fact right now with what's going on where everybody's all of a sudden a live streaming expert, meaning everybody's going live. And it's fantastic. I'm yeah. glad they are because yeah. uh, it's hard to get people to see the value in live streaming. That's been probably the biggest struggle with my business. They're like, well, I can go live myself. Yep, you mm-hmm. can. You can press the go live button. No problem. Mm-hmm. But do you want the lighting done right? Do you want the graphics done right? Do you want yeah. no shaking? All that stuff. I can play four chords on a guitar too. It doesn't make me a rock star. Right. 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 So, or I can show you how to put the key in the ignition. Doesn't mean you know how to drive. Right. So for me, I'm, I'm happy to see everybody doing this because maybe they'll see more of the value in it. <laughs> and selfishly, it, uh, oh, I, I, I don't want to do that. I'll, I'll let Dave do that or something. Uh, I, I think too, though, um, that touching on your, the value in it, um, it also, I, I find that it's making people get more creative, especially in the, just from my point of view, from like a music stance, because now bands, you know, or musicians, they have to, they kind of have to figure out the live streaming and, and, and maybe that wasn't a, um, not a priority before, but like, it wasn't like, uh, you know, yeah, we can do the live thing, like you said, but like now it's like, oh, this is how we have to be relevant still. Oh, so. well, that's, that's a good point. How to be relevant. If you look at Twitch. Um, and for those who don't know what Twitch is, it was originally Justin.tv, mm-hmm. and it was designed originally for gamers to live stream their games. And up till about two years ago, it was actually terms of service. You could not do anything but video games. Okay. Um, and I've had an account for over two and a half years, and I wanted to do karaoke on there, and it wasn't allowed. Okay. Um, now they've opened up all categories. They have talk shows and podcasts they have just chatting they have music and performances they have art they have uh the politics all these categories that have been created because they understand so here's an example and this is what i call a big clue the nba is on twitch you can watch thursday night football on twitch really wrestling is on twitch uh the women's hockey league that was kabunked is back and on twitch I had no clue. Twitch, big clue yeah. right there. Like, I, I, and that's that's where you just – and musicians, it's huge for musicians. Right. You Because, you know, you have to promote yourself. Right. The, the sign in a record deal, I mean, sign a record deal, good for you. Right. Like, I, no offense if anybody listening has a record deal. I mean, good for you. But it doesn't get me as excited as it would have if you told me that in 1982 or in the 70s. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Who's, who's the guy? Yeah. Right. (laughs) So uh, you got to be your own producer in the beginning. um, And there are things in there that you can eliminate, you know, like, uh, like everybody wants a piece of the pie, right? Mm -hmm. Managers, the publicists, the creators, the promoters, all that stuff. And that's fine if they do their job. Mm -hmm. But that's a lot to go around, right? Right. Um, Now the opportunity exists to make a living. Uh, on Twitch or YouTube. However, like that's a new career these days. I know. Um, yeah, it's I, a. I've been able to do it. But the, the thing is, is it's like being a rock star now because 
you have to stand out. You have to be the 5% that stands out above the rest. Right. Right. Cause everybody, I, I, and I've been able to, uh, I teach live streaming at Lampton college. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, as part of the esports program, it's uh, the first in Canada. I'm the first in all of Canada to be able to, uh, teach that. Mm-hmm. I'm bragging a little, but I'm happy to, um, <laughs> that's okay. But it's, 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 and I tell my students this, if there's a hundred people in the room, more people are going live. So if there's a hundred people in the room, one in 10 or sorry, nine and every 10 is going live. What does mm-hmm. that leave you? That only leaves you 10 viewers. Mm-hmm. So 90 broadcasters are fighting for 10 viewers. Right. Do the math. Yeah. It's tough. Definitely. Definitely. Um, well, so that was my, I guess I was going to lead up to your uh, teaching at Lambton. How did, uh, how did that come about? Was it, did they approach you or did you approach them or yeah, for the live pro- stream? They approached me. Okay. Uh, which, you know, is that's more flattering, right? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I would have done it either way. It was, um, how did that come about? I think you all, it helps to, you know, I have a lot of relationships. Right. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, and then uh, just somebody I, I know there who is working on this program. Um, there was a meeting, I guess, and how are we going to do this? And like, the, uh, I teach one of the class, one of the many classes that's a part of the whole program. Oh, okay. And, uh, I just teach the live streaming portion of it. So I'm part time there, but, okay. um, and I guess, you know, my, my name came up in a meeting. It's like, well, does anybody know David Burroughs? Cause like, he's doing this and he, blah, 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 you know, and they just talked about it. Right. And then, uh, he, one of them reached out to me and said, this is what we need to do. We need you to apply. Are you interested? And I went, well, I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, well, I'll tell you honestly, I, I shouldn't say that. Uh, I I thought about it. I thought about saying no. Oh, really? Well, you have to. And I, I don't mean that in like uh, I had better things to do. I mean, you know, I always have stuff to do. Ask my wife. She'll tell you. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I mean, you, you have to think about saying no. Right. You have to make that. That has to be an option. Yep. You can't just go. Yes. I, I always um, think of uh, like Tim, the tool man, Taylor. Yeah. Um, who now works for Disney. Right. And yeah. when, when they brought when his they first went to him and said, we want to hire you and we want to do this and this and this. We want to change this around and make it this and da, 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 da. And he said, no. Who really? says no to Disney? Right. Tim the Toolman Taylor did. Yeah. Now they come back around full circle later and said, okay, let's let's do it your way. And but we need this and that. Okay. Okay. So, you know, without sacrifice. I mean, there's mm-hmm. some sacrifices, but uh he, you know, he wasn't he's a great story, actually. Tim the Toolman, that like Tim Taylor is if you can get anything on him to read, he's just an amazing story that's very untold. Really? Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, so I had to think about saying no, well, yeah. how's this going to work and what's going to be like. So, uh, and then they were like, well, w- we don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I actually, they, uh, before I was even teaching, they hired me to design my class. Okay. And I had about three months to put it together. <laughs> it was very last minute mm-hmm. and then go in and teach it. Um, um, so it was, that was a great one of the reasons I said yes was 
not because it was something I'm familiar with, but because of the challenge. I've never been a teacher. Right. What's Bloom's Wheel? Do you know what Bloom's Wheel is? Never heard of it. Right. Go be a teacher. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. So I was getting a, a, what I call an edumacation yep. uh, for free at the same time, because I, I never went to college. I, maybe mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, uh, so I got hired for my expertise. But, you know, I had to consider the options. And and, and uh, I think uh, learning learning to learning to say no sometimes is it's it's a hard thing to do but sometimes you just you gotta you know like it's like saying no to your kids even at a time right now i'm a pretty full philosophical guy too harold if you have I, I i do agree with that dave you always give great pieces of advice and they're always <laughs> backed up with reasons I, I i and i mean that too um like i said you get you've given me some really good advice and you know i've this i've known you for a couple of years now and um always appreciate it and and i do agree with that though you uh you are philosophical yeah i get uh i get laughed at sometimes but i don't care Ah, (laughs) we all do my kids laugh at me well it's it's i think it's important you know to to have good philosophies and i don't think we talk enough about it and i know i'm getting a little off track here that's okay um it's it's something we don't pay enough attention to i'm i i think that we're missing so much in our communities and because of our lack of <clears throat> philosophies mm-hmm. and I'm really hoping right now, like the time that we're in this cliche word, unprecedented time, mm-hmm. I'm hoping people are thinking about their philosophies and maybe, you know, even those of us that say, Oh, don't take anything for granted. We still do. I take yep. for granted that like what sacrifices are we really making right now? We gotta stay home. We still yeah. have running, running water, <clears throat> hot and cold. Right. We still have electricity. Right. You know, I, most people have a roof over their head. We have lots of food. We're not going to run out, folks. There's lots of toilet paper. Just so you know. <laughs> like, how? What are we really sacrificing right now? I don't see that we're really sacrificing anything other than luxury. I agree with that 100. percent It's all. Um, it's all not selfish but it is it is selfish sacrifices right like you know yeah. i can compl- i complain like oh i can't go play a gig well i mean i still have a job i still you know what yeah. i mean like yeah it's uh i do agree with that 100 percent. yeah and even those of us that, like i'm fortunate i'm still teaching but i'm right. just teaching remotely i'm in my wheelhouse right now right I got a studio at home and i'm teaching live streaming and i'm live streaming my class to my students what right. better value are they getting out of this right everybody's in a different position i get it it's times that we're not used to, but I'm just hoping people kind of take the time to reflect, you know, and and reevaluate their own philosophies. And when we come out of this, um, maybe we're just a little nicer to each other. And yeah, and we stop taking less for granted. And you know, what yeah. better time? What better time now than to do the things you always said? Oh, I wish I had time to do this. I wish I had time to do that. And, no kidding. Right? <laughs> you you have no excuse because you. I mean, if you are working, you're supposed to go to work and come home. You can't I, do anything else. I'm expecting people to come <clears throat> up with some really cool music and some great <laughs> crafts and new ideas, and we're gonna rock the world when we come out of this. I agree. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I, I hope the same. Um, I just have a couple more questions for you, I guess. Yeah. Um, so you you did answer your, <clears throat> my, my one question I was going to ask. The the program you are teaching, right now you're obviously teaching remotely, but is that if things were, you know, normal, uh, 
in quotations, would you, is that program, are you teaching in class or would you yeah. be live streaming? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, uh, interestingly, I, um, so I teach a class and then they have labs, right? So I, okay. it, yep. I teach three hours, uh, for the college level. So it's, it's, uh, one hour, well, 45 minutes usually in class. And then we go into the esports arena. There's a, an esports arena at the college, uh, has 20, 21 or 22, don't quote me, uh, computer machines that are super ninja machines for right. gaming. Um, and and um, they, uh, you know, the, the, the folks involved, uh, uh, Matt Hutchison, Tony Frangus, and a whole list of others, um, we have varsity teams for Fortnite, League of Legends, uh, Smash Brothers, and, and I'm talking like some of these folks, students have gone down to Texas to compete. They've been on TSN, ESPN. Um, so we're pretty proud of that fact. And uh, yeah, so I, I'm teaching some software and I teach a lot of, uh, uh, it's interesting, it's called live stream programming. Okay. And I've talked them into maybe changing that title because um, it's more live stream marketing and production because I talk a lot about marketing, branding. Uh, how to build a community, um, and how to make a living at this thing we call live streaming, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I put a lot of philosophy into my classes too. Uh, you know, my anybody who's taken my class in the last two years will tell you that there's the two words that I tell them they will roll their eyes at by the time the 15 weeks is up is impact and relationships. Mm -hmm. what, what does that have to do with live streaming? Well, here's why, you know. So uh, that's all involved. And then uh, the first year it was successful. There's a dual credit program at the college. And what that is is senior <laughs> students in high schools, um, they can take my class. And if they pass it, they get a credit in their high school. And then if they come to the college and take the course, they've already got a credit in that course for that class. So okay, it's a real win-win situation. So uh, it's gone, it's gone very well and been received very well. There's been, you know, bumps in the road. I mean, especially at the high school level, I, there was, there's a little bit of different rules as far as that goes. Yeah. And sometimes moms and dads, they just, you know, they, my kid's taking a basket weaving course. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, esports, that, that's a, you get paid, you know, you're going to get paid to play video games. Well, it's a big a, thing. It's a part of it. Yeah. Um, it's on track to be a trillion. That's with a T trillion yep. dollar industry. So I have a, a <laughs> I have a, tw I have a 12 year old nephew that comes over often and, uh, oh, yeah. and, and I'll, you know, I'll be like, Oh, you can go play video games if you want or whatever. And then sometimes I'll come down and I'll just, wa he'll just be watching just watch yeah. streamers play video games and i'm like and then you know like i kind of ask him questions and he's like well that person made made like 20 million dollars this year i'm like yeah it just blows my mind you know well, like it's, let's it's talk crazy about ninja making five million dollars a month right right like that's that's or insane more. yeah um if you had to give one piece of advice um for someone that wanted to get into live streaming and and be successful i guess is there is there one piece of advice that you would give them that maybe you um, uh, you didn't know when you started, but now you do. Well, it's the tough one, right? It is. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think I'll, I, I'll kind of expand. I mean, I guess this is, I'm not used to the one being interviewed, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so if I sound like I'd take it over a little bit, I don't know. No, that's to. okay. But I, I think more, I would answer better the question of not even just in live streaming. 
I mean, if you want to talk specifically on live streaming and you want advice in that, it just, doesn't have to be just, just start. Yeah. Um, one of the things I haven't done yet that I've begun working on, uh, sporadically is writing a book. Okay. And, and, uh, it's called, you got to have an episode one. Yep. You got to have an episode one and that yep. applies to everything. You've got to write the first song. You've got to take the first steps. I mean, when you were a baby, you crawled and then you started to walk and then you fell down. Did you, when you fell down, did you just say, well, screw this. I'm just right. going to crawl forever. No, you keep going. Right. Right. And, and now I'm at episode 441. Mm-hmm. And, and if, and I, if you want to go ahead and on YouTube, I've kept it there for a reason. Go and watch the show with David Burroughs, episode one, November 2011. And uh, um, how much different it was? Oh, my gosh. You will look (laughs) at that and go, who is this moron? This guy sucks. Yeah. Including the people that knew me would say that. (laughs) My friends stab in the front. Everybody else stabs in the back. Yeah. Um, But I I, uh, uh, and I patented that one. Um, Yeah. The one piece of advice that I would give, and it's really tough to do at times, yeah. just do what you love. Right. Just do what no, you that's I, it. That- you know, I, Harold, you know, I get that we all, you got to pay the bills. We've got rent, yeah. we've got food, all that stuff. I get it. So do what yeah. you have to to look after that. Uh, Jim Rohn is is uh, somebody who's a big philosopher. He passed away a few years ago, and um, he taught Tony Robbins and many others that I admire. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and, uh, you know, money isn't everything, but it is up there with oxygen. You need it yep. to live. Yep. But uh, work work full-time at your job and part-time on your fortune. Right. That's, and then, that's and, good advice. You know, and the part-time, overtime, because when people see you doing what you love and they see the passion in your eye and your heart and you're sincere about it, the money will show up. Right. Um, and, and I think the problem is, is money is there's just too much of a priority on money. Right. And I think we're really seeing that right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's another thing. People are thinking about how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay for that? You know, at the end of the day, I said to my wife, like, we're fine. Mm-hmm. But I said, worst case scenario, we would lose our house. Right. And I'd have to go live with a buddy or some, or some what, I'd have to go on welfare. I don't know. Right. Get an apartment. Right. That, that, that'd be worst case scenario. Yep. So um, do what you love. Yep. Do what you got to do along the way. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, most people don't. And have a plan. Yeah. Have a plan that has detours along the way. Yep. <laughs> you know, get a road map out and you go, oh, that road's closed. Didn't see that coming. Yep. Well, you know, car breaks down. Didn't see that coming. But you, you keep going. And you plan, do review, and uh, do what you love, and the money will come along. And I, I really think that if uh, if you do that, and 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 find a find a lady who loves you, because I'll tell you right now, <laughs> there was a lot of sweat equity in the beginning of this. And my my wonderful wife Jennifer, um, I'll tell you, the first couple of years, she paid all the bills. And, yeah, and and she, a lot of times, she never she never ever said to me, "Okay, that's enough." Yeah. She, there were times when she would say, okay, that's enough of that. We need to focus a little more on this. And she, right. whether she realized it or not, kept me on track and going. And, and now here we are. And yeah, a lot of success is coming from it. But uh, you got to play the, 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 
the the dirt floor gigs before you get to the, the it's the, the long game there's yeah it's the totally. long game there it's not it's not overnight totally uh, long game s- some people miss that you know do it do what you love people <clears throat> that's that's the best advice i can give last question do you do you still find doing the show after all these years uh challenging and interesting oh yeah it's a challenge every time because um uh well especially going live mm-hmm. um i'm not gonna lie like again doing recorded was more a little more work right on the video side of things because you had to polish it and everything it looked really nice um but going live uh still looks nice but things can go wrong and they will and i've right. had shows where the guests didn't show up or they couldn't log in or right. the screen went blank whatever um, and it's live, right? You know, you mm-hmm. break a guitar string, you just keep going and right. <laughs> wait for the next break to put your uh, string on. Um, yeah, it's challenge. The other challenge too is the, uh, probably the biggest challenge is convincing people to get in front of the camera. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Camera <clears throat> confidence is a big thing, right? Right. And, uh, people, oh, well, I don't know if I can do, you know, a lot of people think I work at the radio station. They go, "Oh, you're the guy at the radio station. You're the guy." No, no, no. Now I, I, I have, I've, I haven't in a while, but I, I do work part time at the radio station. But I'm the guy in the studio that when like uh, you know one of the personalities is out on remote, you you fill in for, I, or you, I, no? I push the buttons. I go oh, ten right, seconds okay. and I stop yeah. the music and they call me a okay. producer, but it's really not a big deal. Right. Um, and I do that maybe twice a month, right? So yeah. I don't really. But everybody, um, you there's Rick Burrows that works there. Oh, and there used, know that. there used to be uh, another guy, Dave Burgess Burrows. I, yeah. Burgess, so they would yep. confuse with that, and uh, but uh, uh, yeah, it's challenging. If it was, if I didn't find it a challenge anymore, you'd stop. Yeah, I'd, I'd, or I'd, I'd expand on it, or I'd, I'd do something with it to make it challenging because I, I don't like to, like, what's the point if you're just right. skating, you're just skating a lot, like, you know, how many times are you gonna do the, you know, the, the, the double flip when you're figure skating, right? Well, now it's yeah. time to do the triple, right? Until you That's get a good that point. one, right? More, yeah. more philosophy. <laughs> well, it's- I tell you, like, what's. Uh, I mean, and and here's the other thing too is is help help everybody out. If you help enough people get what they want, yeah, you'll get what you want. Yeah, no, but, I, I I agree, Dave. It's hard They're, to think of that because we're we're all pretty selfish, right, in our own way. Absolutely, we want what's uh, best for us, but yeah, I, I think more people need to uh, admit that they're selfish. I have no problem doing it. Uh, I, I, I can. I, I can admit I, that I'm selfish. So, hundred percent. I totally. I said it earlier in this interview. I said, you know, everybody's live streaming right. selfishly. I hope everybody sees the value in that and goes, "Wow, I'm going to get David to do that for me." Right. Right. No, <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah. I um, so, uh, people, if people want to check out what you're doing, uh, where can they find you? Oh, where can they not? Yeah, Facebook, uh, <laughs> the show with David Burroughs. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. It's Dav Burroughs, D-A-V-B-U-R-R-O-W-S. And uh, my website is uh, www.theshowlive.live. Mm-hmm. And that's every Monday at 3.30. Yeah, every Monday at 3.30. And then, uh, of course, right now, there's something going on every day. Uh, right. I've been able to make connection with uh, the Premier of Ontario and uh, they've allowed me to bring in a direct feed to a broadcast oh. on my Facebook and YouTube, so that that's okay as well. And 
um, some other things in the works too. So yeah, just check me out and don't be afraid to send me a friend request. Right. Uh, I'm happy to make new friends. Right. And until you give me a reason to block yeah. you, I'm, I'm happy to, to have you there. And I think, and, and I'll say this from my personal experience with you, I think if you have something going on, uh, charity, whatever it is, if you reach out to Dave, he's pretty good with, with, uh, getting, getting that information out there. Oh yeah. And, and I'm happy to have people on in the interview. I love people, man. I absolutely yeah. love people. Even the ones I don't like, I learned something <laughs> from them too. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and Harold, uh, good for you for, uh, doing a great job at the Cerny Indie Nights. Uh, I think, uh, and, and I, unfortunately I've tried every time I've never been able to make it there. That's I, okay. I know people who have, and they say great things. And, I've heard from the people at Theater 42 talk about it. They're thrilled with it. And uh, now you're stepping up to the plate uh, doing the part. You're doing all the things, man. So good well, for you. I mean, I, I, I kind of have you to, to to a mentor almost, right? So. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm here for you anytime, buddy. Yeah, and I appreciate that. And thanks for being on, Dave. Uh, I mean, uh, um, I, I imagine it's a little bit different being interviewed. <laughs> but uh, it, it totally is. Interviewing the interviewer, kind of- yeah. <laughs> so uh, I definitely appreciate that. I'll let you know when that's on. Is there is there anything else you want to add? No, just keep doing what you're doing, and 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 everybody listening, just uh, just do what you love, man. And and uh, you, you know, you gotta if if you don't have a plan, it's just a it's just a wish. So set your goals, right. write write your goals down and time frame. I could go on. I should write a book, right? <laughs> do it. Uh, cool. Last question, since you brought that up, will it be in, on audio? You know, it's interesting you ask that. Um, I I wonder if maybe that's the way for me to go because I'm, um, I, Jennifer will tell you, like, I get nervous before I go out on stage when I MC events and stuff. Right. And some people get really surprised by that. Yeah. And then as soon as I walk up there, she's like, it's, it's, a, it's a, she calls me a mic whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, she says it's, it's just a switch. Where you go. I'm a wing it kind of guy too. Right? Yeah. 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 I it's think a stage presence. I, I've been thinking about that. I, I wonder if I should just do an audio book and then if it goes really well, then I'll just have somebody transcribe it. Yeah. It's Maybe. not a bad idea. I'll, or maybe I'll start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do that too. <laughs> uh, this, this, yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks again for, for being on and uh, I'm sure we'll be in touch soon. Yeah. Love to. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Dave. So that was my interview with David Burroughs of the show. Uh, you can check that out every Monday at 3.30. He live streams it, but then you can also go back and rewatch it if you'd like. He's on YouTube, Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, everywhere, really. Uh, again, if you do have anything you want to promote um, that's community-based uh, and positive, whatever it may be, I, I highly suggest you reach out to Dave. He's got a big audience, and he has no problem getting you on there to talk about what you have going on. Um, it, it's really great that he does that because, it's again, it's promoting local. And speaking of which, um, you know, when all this stuff ends or we get back to some... F- form of normal life i really suggest that everybody support local business so that we don't see anything else shut down um as you may or may not know there there have been some uh restaurants uh that have closed um i think for good uh which is very unfortunate 
Um, so go support if you can financially. Uh, I know it's not the same for everyone. Some people are working, some aren't. Uh, so everybody's financial situation is different. But if you can, I really suggest um, that you do. In saying that, I really want to give a big shout out to <clears throat> Theater 42 and everyone there. Uh, because these indie nights, you know, if, if I don't have the place to do it, theater 42 it doesn't happen um and and that's where it starts really and i i really really don't think this would work anywhere else there's some other events that happen in town um at some other places and and i'm sure they're they're great blah 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 but uh for those that have been to theater 42 and seen an indie night um you know, it's a whole thing. It's, it's, you know, bands show up and plug in and play and everything's taken care of. Um, and it's, it's getting better each one. And, uh, I'd love to keep that going. So, you know, go, go check out theater 42 when everything is open. Uh, they are a theater company. They put on some really great plays. Um, they're also, they also do, you know, wedding showers or, you know, baby showers. If you need a room to rent, you can rent them out. They do have access to a kitchen. They're a licensed bar, um, but they're not a bar. And that's, <clears throat> that's what's great about this. And that's what I really think makes this work. They are a theater company that understand the, the want to create and put on a show. And that's why this indie night thing works. Um, because there were other places I did try to uh, uh, do this at and I either didn't get a response or it was, you know, it was like, well, that's not feasible. So John and his team and his partners, they've been uh, nothing short of amazing. I've developed some, you know, friendships, I'll say, with them and, and you know, I have nothing but respect for them and what they do and what they allow me to do at the, at the, the venue. Um, everybody that's been in there that's played has, you know, talked about how great it is and, oh, I didn't know it was here or I didn't know what this was anymore. You know, really spread the word about them. Um, they, you know, they, they're doing great things and, and I highly, highly suggest you check them out when things are lifted and, and, you know, you feel comfortable going out and being in crowds go check them out because it's 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 a great thing and it, it would be it would be a disservice to the community if if we lost something like this so and, and that goes for any business really um we need everything that's here and it's it, it's what makes sarnia sarnia i guess anyway um there will be weekly posts again now that i've uh kind of gotten back into it i needed it a little bit of a break and and like i said i i needed to get some different gear so anyway i hope everyone is doing well and uh stay safe and hopefully we'll see each other soon maybe maybe a big i don't know a big post coronavirus or not that there's a post but you know a big celebration to a post quarantine celebration let's call it that maybe we'll do that and we'll, we'll try and book a weekend and have a bunch of bands in and and we'll just we'll celebrate i guess but we'll be safe in that 
uh, in saying that, take care. I'll see you soon.